as that sounds. So. What's that, Rob? What'd you want to say? Hmm? Tell the trippers at home. Okay. We'll get them one day, chat. We'll get them one day. So. When we last left our heroes, finally returning back to the city of Dawnsgate, our party found themselves once again standing on the same spots that they had disappeared from so long ago, a now broken down tavern, which had clearly been cleaned up a little bit since the last time they were there. First turning their attention towards Grimoire, having ha had his leg shattered during the final battle on the astral plane. Oksana attempted to help Grimoire with some string and a stool leg. Surprisingly enough, though, she did quite well. As the party finally got their bearings, they began to make their way back to a familiar homestead, both Maggie and Carlos. A lovely old couple who had not only taken Oksana in, taught her the ways of the non-bear, as well as taking care of Grimoire for the last few months. As they arrived, they quickly learned that they had been gone for quite some period of time, longer than they had originally expected. Two weeks' time had passed since they arrived, since they had been on the material plane. Of course, Maggie and Carlos offering the best hospitality they could, feeding, keeping them warm, and hearing all about their exploits. Basil telling a wonderful tale that unfortunately tuckered both Maggie and Carlos out a little bit. And so with the nights drawing onwards, party decided to take another trip to another household of one of the party members' families. Moving up to the Skystone, they eventually made their way to Basil's homestead. And when, where Basil expected to see his mother, the house seemed abandoned of sorts. Dust had accumulated on many of the belongings, indicating that no one had been here for quite some time. Oksana, immediately making her way to the back of the homestead, came across a tiny little animal, one with a glowing reddish-orange hue to its fur. And unbeknownst to her, cast a little bit of magic that allowed her to speak with the small creature. There they learned the name of the small cat was Oji, and had been... Basil's mother's cat for quite some time. There they learned that Basil's mother, Sarah, had been missing for quite some time as well. And while most of the party had no problem with this furry, wonderful little creature, Grimoire had other ideas for the little cat. After a strange twist of fate, Grimoire was now found himself in his phased form, neither whole nor ethereal, but still able to pass through walls. 
and while Grimoire waged war against the small cats, Basil was struck with panic and terror at the loss of his mother, now learning that she too had been gone for a quite period of time. Not knowing how to deal with himself, Basil decided to turn in for the night. Unfortunately, forgetting the storybook behind him. And, as they say, curiosity didn't necessarily kill the cat this time. It was both V and Sicarius that decided to look through. V being the first, finding a strange entity-like creature within the pages, slamming it shut before it could do any harm. But of course, Sicarius, the ever brave, decided to venture forward, <laughs> continuing to look into the book. As a strange black hand began to make its way towards the front of the pages, creating a black hue over all pages inside. A moment later, Sicarius disappeared. Rushing up to get Basil, the party learned that the book itself was a realm, one that Basil had visited before and could return to. And with his mother missing, he made the honorable choice to try and rescue one of his party members, knowing what danger they could be in. Luckily enough, Tristan offered to continue the search for Sarah in their absence. And so, opening a portal to the strange realm, the party ventured onward inside, unknown what they could possibly expect. And so, our story continues. Sucarius. After being pulled into the book, you find yourself in a strange place. In front of a wooden door. Now, to anyone else, this would be just another door. But you've stood here before. You hear the rain pouring against the window, with every drop sounding like hooves pounding on a battlefield onward to war. You stand frozen in the spot. You know what awaits you on the other side of this doorway. Suddenly, your hand begins to move of its own accord. As it draws upward toward the ring handle standing in front of you, your mind races for a moment, begging your muscles to stop. But it seems you're no longer in control. Just a passenger, destined to relive a nightmare. As your hand touches the handle, you feel an overwhelming fear and panic begin to take over. 
no different than the last time you stood in this doorway. As the door begins to slip open, you immediately hear from the crack the sound of shouting. A man, very angry. A woman, crying. And the sound of skin from the back of a hand hitting a soft cheek over and over and over again. Your body instinctually leaps forward towards the door. It begins to swing open wide before crashing against the interior wall. You rush towards the two at the center of the room. The man is of mid to late age. His sparse remains of hair loosely covering an otherwise bald head. His eyes an insidious view upon them. Now narrow the focus on you. His teeth now clenching as a twisted smile of fury and sadism grows wide. The man holds the woman up by the collar of her dress, now torn and stained with blood. Is there anything I can do, or am I still just a passenger? You continue to fight your muscles, your body itself. But it seems you are just a voyeur in this moment. As you've been trained before, you're, you begin to rush the man, but feel as if you're moving through pudding. Every muscle fiber in your body drives forward, but the resistance holds you back. You hear the man scream out, Seize him! As you feel two sets of armored gauntlets now wrapped around your arms. Glancing over your shoulder, you see a symbol on the chest plate of one of the individuals holding you back. The same symbol you once wore. As you begin to struggle, you hear the woman cry out, Please! It was me! I did it to us! Please let him go! Looking back up, the man has now spun the woman around and now holds a knife to her throat. You feel a guttural roar escape from your chest. Again, you try to lurch forward before you feel the sharp pain of the butt of a sword hit the back of your neck. You fight to remain conscious. Pulling your head back up, the woman softly and sadly smiles at you. She beg begins to speak. Find her. Save. <laughs> Sickening sound of metal that scrapes across skin. Your vision goes a blurred red. The sound of your heart beating in your ears becomes louder than the rain outside. Your head becomes too heavy to hold up. 
A pair of shiny, bloody, covered leather shoes come into view. A whisper in your ear. When you steal another man's possession, especially one above your station, you're destined to lose. May this be a lesson in your next life. A sharp pain pinches your abdomen twice. The room begins to grow cold. You feel yourself moving again. Your knees being drug across the stone floor. The sound of the pounding hooves coming closer and closer. You stop. The sound of shattering glass. And then you're falling. The fall feels like forever. But you hold on to what's coming next. You know how this story goes. A love story that ends with an oath of vengeance. But you remember what must come first. A sickening thud. The sound of bones breaking. You feel as if you're broken into a thousand pieces. But there's hope. As the rain washes away the pooling blood beneath you, you wait. You know he's coming with a promise. This is just the beginning. But something's wrong. The voice never comes. The oath is never made. Just pain of every kind. And fear. As the world goes black around you. And from this world of black, a small group of four begin to look around. You're, remembered, you're reminded of the astral seas, but no stars this time. In fact, no colors at all. Just a grayscape of emptiness. Each of you begin to look down at your hands and clothes to see that you, turn, you too have turned to various shades of gray. But there is some good news. The four of you are together and all in one piece. The last thing that you can remember is jumping into a circle that came from Basil's book. Basil, as you look back at the faces of your companions and see that they look to you for answers. But this... This isn't what you remembered from your last visit. Things have changed. The darkness has grown.
was the um, was the color always as muted or gone? Should I say? The color from this place has always been a grayscape. However, you remember a realm, a world, anything. Not this. Right. Um, is everyone here? Is everyone all right? Present. Here. I think we're finally safe. Well, then. Well. <laughs> okay. This is for the time not... being. <laughs> I don't know if this is a safe place, Greenwald. Uh, he safe. means he does not see Cat. It's, safe, cat than, is it's safer than up there. Um, I've never done the trip with other people before, so I'm glad that uh, it seems as though we all ended up together for this. It does bode well, because it means that maybe Sicarius isn't too far away. Um, this place is quite disorienting. Uh, try not to get too far from one another. If we separate, there may be no guarantee that we can reunite again for some time. I, um, this place is a manifestation of imagination and stories. Everything from your orientation of what is north and south. Uh, I point at the sky, which has no sun, I presume, like looking up, or is there like a black sun? Surprisingly enough, you do have vision here. Somewhere it's being lighted, but there's no source of light. Um, we could not find north, for example, as there is no north, and our concept of it may change as we move. Um, we could be walking around in circles, or we could be walking around for days. Um, all at different... It's hard to explain, but just try not to lose sight of one another. What are you saying? Are we on another plane? Is this another plane? Uh, yes. Uh, exactly, Oksana. Uh, except, um, and even though there's no source of light, he, uh, he sort of, um, is, uh, do we have shadows, actually? That's a good question. Looking back at your feet, doesn't seem to be any shadows, either. Okay. Don't like that. It's, um, it's like this, except this world is more like the shadow that your fingers make. And depending on the time of day, it changes. It's not in the same spot. Do you, oh do you my kind God. of understand? It's just tell oh. yes. It just tell yes. It'll make her feel better. <laughs> yes. How, yeah. how yes. are we supposed to find Zacharias in here? Well, um, uh, V, you and I have, uh, have a particular method of finding Sicarius, providing he's here. Um, Sicarius is probably the only other person who would smell of fear here. We may be able to use that to our advantage to find him. Um, did... 
question for the DM. Uh, does V see like everybody's fear differently or anything? Everybody go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. Everyone? Oh, no. Other than Sicarius. But I've been so nice to you so far. Well, you know, <laughs> we're making up for lost time. Got oh. It. oh. 18. <laughs> Fuck me, six. Fuck me, not one. Wow. <laughs> 10 for I've been me. here before. I know what's coming. <laughs> it's been Wait. a while since I had a nat one, so I'm not even that mad. As you begin to look around at your companions, you first take note of Basil, who seems relatively at ease. Oksana seems somewhat afraid, but more confused than anything else. I do not trust place with no color. And then looking at Grimoire, you see the amount of fear that seems to be spreading around him. And the last figure doesn't seem to have any read whatsoever. Wait. <laughs> Sorry, who's the last figure? Me? Or someone else? Someone else. It's in that moment you hear a voice. I told you we shouldn't have come here, Basil. Things have changed. Basil, you hear this. And V, of course, you would hear the familiar sound of Brinny. However, Oksana and Grimoire, this is the first time of you hearing this voice. What the hell was that? She takes out her sword and like... It's a fucking cat again! (laughs) (laughs) As the two of you spin around, you take note of a figure that stands close to Basil. The figure seems to be the size of... what would be a small human child. You see, aside from the grayscale all around you, this has a tint when moved in certain ways of gold. Basil, stand back! There is small beast behind you. Uh, no, 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 Oksana. It's it's. It, she's not a beast. Uh, filthy cat in disguise. It's also not uh, a cat, at least not that I've ever found. Um, I suppose, seeing as you can see her, it's uh, time for proper introductions. Um, this is Brinny, uh, sort of spiritual connection to my to what I do. Uh, Brinny, uh, you already know Oksana and Grimo, but I suppose now's a good time as any for a formal introduction, yes? Of course, Basil. It is a pleasure to meet both of you. I've watched you all since the beginning. You are all adequate warriors. And in my eyes, all friends here. I I appreciate it. 
I'm really sorry I called you a cat. I am That's sorry I called you a small beast. You're not too wrong on that. Grimoire will reach his hand out and shake. As Brinny makes her way over to you, reaching out her hand, a hand just simply passes through you. It seems you're still within your phased form at this point. Okay. All right. That was the test. (laughs) Sorry. I forgot. I I think this is temporary. Oksana will shake her hand. Shake it for me. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) She shakes a little bit extra longer just for Grimoire. (laughs) All right. Well... Brinny understands this world um, a lot better than I do and has guided me here before. As she says, it has changed a lot since I was last here, and while I may be familiar with some of what we will experience, there is a lot here that I am not prepared for. The the dark that clung to this place like a sweaty cloak is spreading further and further. I um, I hardly seem to recognize much of it. Uh, I'm going to try and um, see if I can sense fear outside of us or outside of our vicinity just as I gaze upon the horizon. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a make a straight wisdom check for me. Alright. That is a 19. 19. You close your eyes for a moment and focus. As you open them once again, this entire place once again feels very different than what you're used to. The only fear that you sense is from the other party members. It's at this moment that Brini speaks up. Perhaps I can be of some assistance. As Basil had said, this is an imaginary world of sorts. One that focuses on fear. That is the key to his book. In order to pass through, well, there's only one way to do so. To find your friend Sicarius. You must all face your fears. This will be difficult. I have no fear. It's true. So that'll be an easy one. (laughs) And I wish you all just the best of luck for everything. And um, I'm going to take my chances with the cat. (laughs) Turns around (laughs) and like look for a dorm. (laughs) Grimoire, as you turn around in place... As you pull your vision forward, suddenly a building resides in front of you. Motherfucker. You see on either side of it, two large statues. Each 
reaching up to roughly 20 feet high. These almost marble-esque statues. Two large sphinx with cat faces leading outwards. Behind them you see a large temple. The temple itself, very strange. For it seems very lifeless, very sterile. Primor freezes in his tracks for a moment, then um, turns back around. I'm, I'm thinking that um, we should push uh, forward in, in, I don't know, uh, uh, V, are you scared right now? Or maybe uh, Basil, we could see what you're afraid of. Can, can we see what can he we sees? Yeah. <laughs> As you turn your attention back to Grimoire, looking behind him, you now see this building as well. Grimoire, what is this place? What have uh, you done? Oh, man. I didn't... I, I hadn't noticed that there. Um, Unfortunately, this is what I meant when I said that directions don't quite work. The world here kind of tells us where to go, and if it is manifested this then to get to where we need to, that's the direction we must travel. Okay, okay, you're right. Or hear me out. <laughs> we could stay right here. It's not that bad. We could make a little picnic or... Um... Picnic? Grimoire, we will protect you. Let's it's just fun. set it on fire then if we gotta go over there. Let's just set it on fire from the outside and, and then we'll go to the next place. Or, or however this works. Sure. Basil, um, just, I have a question. I feel like it might be important to know, considering we are here. Um, so you, I'm just trying to put together something here. You have a book with a thing <laughs> in it. And it is, the darkness is potentially part of the thing or another thing entirely. And it is taking over the book and making it dark and scary. Yes. Well, as far as I know. Why? That I don't know. You don't the know why came... you carry around a book like this? Well, I, I know why I carry around the book. I don't know of the entity, or I don't know enough about it. Um... You see, when it came into my possession, I was trying to find out more about who I was when I was a lot younger. I traveled here when I was maybe 13. After receiving the book um, at the library, I perused its pages and found myself here as well. And that's where I encountered it. My memories are hazy from, from my time there and all I know is that he 
was willing to let me go then. And since then, I knew that the book shouldn't be in the hands of others. And I'd been safeguarding it, learning how to use what was in the book in order to, well, perform my magics. It's uh, been a more of a trial and error type thing, but it's what helps me with a lot of my illusions and my fears. But uh, that's not entirely my power. It's an interesting phrase that you used, willing to let you go. I've learned in my time that people or things, I guess, in this case, I don't know, as creature, whatever this thing is, always want something. Why was this thing willing to let you go? I don't know. I, even till today, its motives elude me. It's weird. You just sort of ferry it around. If I could I say something, hope. Basil. Basil nods. V. There's an old saying I once heard many, many years ago. With great power comes great responsibility. Basil has learned to harness this book filled with magic. He's brought good to the world through it. And like any good prison, he must have a warden. Sure. I think that Basil, V will look at Basil, you're a wonderful person and you do great things. But devil's advocate over here, this darkness is spreading. So. Yes, I, that will need attending to, but for now, we need to get Sicarius out. Yes, we are talking All too right. much. Tell me, is this illusion or is this no. real? Mm. Oh, it is. Can this hurt us? It is most real. Everything here you should treat as if it were made of flesh and blood. Because while within the pages, we are as stories uh, to them. Hmm. So we must Though... face our fear? <sighs> and this this is Grimor's fear. Perhaps. Well yes. then, Grimor, you must help us understand it. So we can come out on top. Tell me, what is this place? What can we expect in here? You think I'm going in there, you're wrong. I'm not doing it. It's also, it's also not quite that simple. This is not a, uh, a recreation of fear. It's, it's it incarnate. It's the, the utmost darkest imaginings of the fear that he has. While we know, of course, our young friend Grimoire has a fear of cats, do not expect us to be encountering uh, your typical domestic household cats. This is cats as Grimoire would imagine them. You think I'm afraid of 
house cats? Uh, what? What do you think the yeah. other cat was that we just saw? Like, 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 her cats only in disguise, like they sometimes do. What did you say? Her cats? Yeah. Whose cat? Look, this is all very spooky, <laughs> and I would very much like. How about all you know? What we should do is we should have everyone else conquer my fear for me. You all go in there, and well, then you know when when maybe V's comes up, I'll jump in the mix, and you can <laughs> decide one. That, that way, we don't have to actually, you know. Uh, that is a wonderful idea. We will not be doing this alone. But um, there was something that I I did that might help. Um, don't read too deep into this, but and I'm gonna go over to a uh, a tree, or a bush, or some other object with a even the even the building, and I'm gonna pull out my quill, and I'm gonna write out down two lines. This is more of a a mantra to enter, and uh, doesn't do anything. It's just words, uh, as he says. How many of us there for? Um, Four enter the journey to make, with four ways the heart to break. And then he thinks for a moment, he writes down, The bravest hearts will carry on when sleep is death and hope is gone. And as he writes that down, he then signs Basil's name underneath it. He says, This place feeds on fear. And sometimes conquering fear is to go through it. All right. Well, you see that thing you just wrote there? That's also terrifying. <laughs> Nothing about your presence here has made me feel any better. You seem to lack any form of control over this space. I thought we were going in here with like a librarian that can take us down the Dewey Decimal System, but instead we got the janitor. I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, Basil. I don't mean it. No, it's fine. I'm just, I'm, I. I'm a little freaked out right, is right All right. How about Grandma, this? What if, what if you take my hand and you keep your eyes closed? Oh, and... you're way too weak. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you feel better at all. You're very wow. pretty and you're very talented and you're very smart. But right now I need someone who's going to... Like Oksana. Oksana. <laughs> all right. Grimo, my friend. You know you will always have me. I will do anything to protect you. Do not be afraid. Together, we will conquer this fear. I promise you. Everybody go ahead and make a perception check for me. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no! Uh, Grimoire, you can do it with advantage. Boop, boop. 19. 18. 16. Can I can I just point out that I've been rolling like boss today? I rolled an eighteen and nineteen and a nineteen so far. <laughs> Good, get just it. Don't want to roll anymore. Just get it all out here. No, dirty twenty for Greenmore. Dirty twenty. Uh, Oksana, what did you roll? Eighteen. And V. Sixteen. Okay. As you all begin to move just a little bit closer to the building itself. As Basil continues to scribble down on the page of paper, 
you swear you hear the faintest sound. (laughs) The sound of children laughing. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Hell no. Hell no. Nope, nope, nope. Bye, Sicarius. Have a nice afterlife. (laughs) So, um, so Rob, have you thought about playing a monk? No, not again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Basil will, 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 hearing the creepy kids is, is going straight into the, the building, um, compound thing. Okay. That's a yeah, great should, freeze should... frame for Jess, by the way. Basil and V disappear into the darkness of the doorway as Oksana, you continue to bend down towards Remor giving him a bright smile the best that you can. You feel some of your fear alleviate, as you yourself know that your true purpose is to protect. You, my friend, have been given advantage. Thanks, B-Town. Grimoire. The speech Oksana gives does absolutely nothing for you. Your fear just continues to grow and grow as you watch two of your companions now disappear into the darkness. You, my friend, have been granted a dark heart. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Mojo. (laughs) Little man. You must face your fear to save your friend. I, this is I, how we grow when we do things for other people. Oksana, can you, can you promise me two things? Tell me. One, promise you have my back in there. I will always have your back, in there or anywhere. Two, remind me to punch Sakarius directly in the throat when we get to him. This I will do for you. What? Alright, let's do this thing. She'll take uh, she'll take his hand. Okay. He will very shaky legged up the steps to the doorway. Okay. As the two of you begin to climb the stairway, you stop for a moment in front of the towering doorway. Grimoire taking a large breath in and walking through the veil of darkness. Finding your other yourselves on the other side of this doorway, it's strange as you look back, you don't see the outside, almost like you've walked directly through a wall. Looking around, interior of the temple, it's nothing like you would have imagined. The first thing that hits is a damp smell. 
a little bit of sweetness, like fruit left out, now properly fermenting. Taking a look at the walls, it comes in very tight quarters. No longer the polished marble that you saw on the exterior of the building. Now you see chipped away, moldy bricks, many of which some of you have seen within dog's breath. As you begin to explore and walk around, you find yourself in a relatively small room, some 20 feet by 20 feet. No windows on the walls at all. Just small individual desks lined up in rows. Remore, you recognize this. All right, everybody. So when, when we're walking around here, a few things I guess you should watch out for. You hear some whistling. It's time to run. And also watch out for Zuzu and Delilah. Who is Zuzu and Delilah? I'll give you three guesses. People that you're scared of. Are they cats? Right on the money, Oxy. I will kill them both. We should probably, uh... should probably find my room just so we have a safe, safe space that we can come back to. Go should find your room. Is this room... Do you recognize it? Yeah. I mean, I recognize the whole damn place. It's hard to forget. Oh, so it's not just a... something you're imagining. Or your no. fears being stretched into something else. No, this it's is pretty much right from on your the life. What is this? A school or something? No. It's a sort of an orphanage. Hmm. You can call it that. But, uh... This is sort of where I, uh, where I grew up. Except I wasn't, uh, really allowed in, in this room particularly. Well, I, I would see it, uh, through there, though. And he points to a vent, like, close to the floor. Were you hiding, or were you kept in the vent? I mean, that's just where, how I could see what was going on up here. I, uh, this place is a little, a little bit bigger 
than than what it seems. Not 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 huge, you know, not like some. Uh, Basil's gonna go over to the vent, and uh, try to open it. It's too small for even Greymore to go through. Uh, by the way, as you walk over to the vents, you kneel down in front of it. As you begin to pry it away, you hear very softly coming through the vent system. No. Every hair on Greenmore's fur just goes up. All right, well, uh. That would be the noise. Yeah, Greenmore said to run, so. Be quiet. Um... As quiet as you can. Let's try to find my hiding hole. Lead the way, little man. Mm-hmm. I will be right behind you. We'll lead the way, keeping a keen ear for where the whistling is coming from and making sure we're not going in that direction. Okay. <laughs> As you begin to lead your companions outside of the room, the back wall opens in a bit of an, a small archway. Again, no more than a few feet wide. You walk down a small hallway, still filled with this gray-scaled world all around you. Next, you come across another room, a little bit larger than the last. You see rows of decrepit, almost long tables. Many of the, much of the wood has rotted away. Chunks of it broken off. Scrapings on the top of each. Again, you hear the ghostly laughs small children all around you. (laughs) As we're sort of like walking and like sneaking around. There's a few things about about this place uh, that I feel I should share. And he looks at me. Sharing is important in a group. It's like trust. Right. There was sort of a bit of a, like a hierarchy in this place. There were those that um, were up for adoption and who were presented to the public. And then there were those who sort of lived here uh, and had a lot more um, freedoms and you know sort of right down around the bottom um, you had uh, me where yeah so the, the laughter and stuff it's not really anything to be of afraid of outside of the fact that it's fucking terrifying that there's the sound of it but uh i don't i think i think that that pod's probably fine 
looking for his so little hideout. Just, just the, the children that he used to live with. Live adjacent to, yeah. Mm. They, they, we all, they would sort of intermingle occasionally. Come down to where I'm at. What should we be afraid of then? Well, the cats? Definitely Zuzu and Delilah. Especially Delilah. But, um, but yeah, uh, And what? there's other, there's other things to be afraid what? of, for sure. What is the whistling? Um, that's sort of how she would call us back. Who is she? If we she? were to stray a little too far. Who's she? Sort of like darts his head in all directions. Hey. I'm given a lot here, and and I don't know anything about you guys yet, so I am in no. I do not have to me. tell you all everything about me. All right. Basil's That's gonna bad. put his hand on Greenmore. It's okay. Just remember that everything here is not as it was in the real world. You've moved past this place, and just like in the real world, we're gonna move past it now as well. Thank you for sharing, Grimoire. I appreciate that. But you never move past a place like this. I don't move forward. Well, you will never have to face it alone again. He's not facing any of you, but that did make him smirk a little. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I will suggest that we go into your hidey hole. Because, uh, well, Basil, Basil's going to basically say, like, it's instinct more than than direction. So if your instinct is to go to the hidey hole, then that's kind of where we need to go. Um, is it big enough to, like, fit all of us? It's not really even big enough for Grimoire. <laughs> <laughs> Grimoire, there is one other place that you remember. <laughs> you don't need to go there. <laughs> <laughs> right. As Grimoire continues to lead you through another hallway door, Oksana and V begin to follow closely behind. Basil, you begin to walk forwards when you hear, feel something on your arm. Looking back, you can now see Brinny holding you back for a moment. That wasn't fair for you to say. You know what danger this place lies. And you know what he wants. I'll, um... You lying sack of shit. Sus! <laughs> Sus! I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, um... I'll pull my my hand away and as I do I'll look to Brittany and say um fear cannot exist without hope Brittany you're right 
But as you know, fear works differently here. If you go too far, you will take them. Shit, we gonna get taken. We don't even have Lena Nielsen or anybody on our side. Um, Brinny's words sit like a weighted tombstone on Basil's shoulder, um, but he'll keep pushing forward. You all continue to move forward through the next doorway where you find yourselves in what would be considered the front reception area of this place. The room's appeal changes slightly. It's very well kept. But you can tell from what Grimoire's told you and the rest of this place. It's simply for show. A long staircase winds upwards. With a doorway sitting opposite to it. You can see there's a staircase that leads downwards into darkness. It's when you hear it again. Not any less freaked out. Grimoire sort of hastens his step. Um... Uh, I would I would know what direction the, the hidey hole is, so that would be the direction we would be going. Okay. He's following. Mm-hmm. Basil is as well. Remore, you find yourself staring down into the darkness of the basement once again. What would you like to do? Here's the whistling coming closer. You hear the whistling coming from below. Fuck. <laughs> Basil, question. What if we just ate up all of our fear right now, both between you and I, everyone, just leave a little bit so that we're not crazy superheroes, and then we just zoom through this to get to Sicarius. Um, if possible, try not to do that. Um, he, it, will know that we're here. And right now, we're traveling relatively unnoticed. But if it senses something draining fear in this place that is filled with it, it'll be like sending a beacon to tell it exactly where we are. But don't we have to face it eventually? Don't you think it has Sicarius? 
Why don't we just call it? Get it over with. I don't know if it has the caries, and uh, well, I see. For now, at least, we are going the right direction. I feel it. But um, if we if we attempt to uh, to delve too deep, it may cause us more problem than good. Too deep. How do we know when it's too deep? <laughs> Basil. Sorry. Get out, everybody. <laughs> um, when fear takes your legs from you. Wait. That, that is when that is when we have gone too far. Only then would I say that it may be worth it. Alright. It's becoming painfully clear that we're not going to make it to my hidey hole. Well, we could try. That's where you want to go, right? So we should try and see where it needs us. And we'll fight whichever comes like, Give you like a kind of grin. Yeah, maybe. Well, let's go. And he's going to go towards the sound of the whistling downstairs. Uh, I'll follow with my hand. Hands on both of my axes. Okay. Is everybody headed uh, down? Yeah, we will just sort of like take, like, let them take a few steps ahead and she'll like touch Basil's forearm and say, So this thing, does it have a sense of fear or for you? In many ways, fear is as part of it as magic is a part of any spellcaster. You know when it's being used. You feel it. You sense it in the air. You you feel it and the tingle of the hairs on your, your arms. It's something that you can't put into words exactly, but it's always here. Um, also, and I, I want to, I want to make this clear, um, just to everyone so that we're not alarmed. My powers and abilities are a little bit stronger here. And no matter what you see or hear, I will always be your ally and helping you. And, uh, as I say this... <laughs> And as I say this, um, you watch as Basil starts to uh, shift and change a little bit. And I'm going to use a cantrip going in the direction of the whistling. Um, where Basil starts to... Uh, you, you know how Basil's shoulder, he's got that like kind of wolf pauldron? That sort of transforms and you see that Basil's half face starts to grow fur 
and uh, you can see that almost like swallowed by the head of the big bad wolf, uh, Basil is underneath it, and his clothes, he's still wearing the same clothes, but instead of it being fabric, it is now a thick mat of fur made of that same colorless, um, shadowy kind of stuff. Oh my god, you're a werewolf. Am I a werewolf now? I'm not a werewolf. As I just said, just explained this. I'm not changed <laughs> literally two seconds ago. I know, but it's quite but... alarming. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want me just... to just be like, oh, well, let's continue on. Nothing, nothing to see here. <laughs> Maybe I should have just led with I'm not a werewolf. That would have You're... been more clear. I am you make a very hell. impressive beast. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's carry on that way, shall we? As you begin to make your way down the stairway, the only thing that can be really heard is the echoing. As Greymore makes his way down the wooden staircase. Sicarius. You open your eyes once more. And you find yourself outside a wooden door. Not another daughter. <laughs> and that, my friends, is where we're going to take a short rest for the evening. As always, we do take a few questions on break about myself, the cast, the universe, life, or anything in it. But until we come back in a very short period, go get some apple juice some orange juice or some hot cocoa whatever's going to make you feel safe <laughs> and we'll see you uh. when we get back he's <laughs> <laughs> no. loving this way too much <laughs> welcome back everyone uh, okay yes they can still hear you fantastic um, okay we did have a couple questions uh, let me find, wait, I can't tell if that, no, this is where the question starts. Uh, first and foremost, Dave, how are you, buddy? Love your face. <laughs> Crimson, good to see you, buddy. I'm doing pretty good. A little tired, but, uh, hanging in there, my friend. Hope you're doing well as well. Um, uh, question for Dave, can we get at least a sneak peek on your take on Tristan's voice? <laughs> maybe, maybe, who knows? Um... Question for Grimor, did you recognize OG the Lava Kitten or just assume it was one of her cats? Uh, that was an assumption uh, on Grimor's part. Yeah. Okay. Not, or not did not recognize that specific cat, but also his eyesight ain't so good. So. Yeah. Uh, question for Dave, can I get like 10 healing potions? Sure. What do you, uh, what do you offer in return? I offer 
my simple and humble gratitude as your loving player. Uh, so what you're saying is that I can come up with something to give you for 10 healing potions? That is categorically not what I said. <laughs> okay. Well, think about it. Think okay. about it. Uh, question for Dag. Uh, if it's right to assume that some... Oh, sorry. If it's right to assume that some of your influence for Basil was the big bad wolf, does that mean that somehow Little Red Riding Hood is also a part of your backstory? <laughs> <laughs> um... Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I've only written so much of my backstory. I didn't write a little Red Riding Hood in. Um, the Big Bad Wolf was always kind of like, because um, for me, the Big Bad Wolf just appears in so many really cool, like, grim fairy tale stuff. And it got the vibe that I wanted to for all of my powers and abilities. So a lot of Basil's spells are that. So I don't know. Maybe. Ask okay. Dave. Fair. <laughs> Fair point. A uh, question for Jess. Is Oksana really as fearless as she claims, or is there a potential for some scary stuff to pop up in the book world for her as well? Um, I, I think she thinks she's fearless. Um, she definitely doesn't fear much in terms of what happens to her. Okay. A uh, question for Reyna and Jess. Do you think you know how Dave plans to emotionally torture you next? I have an idea. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> Just let it happen. <laughs> uh, question for Dave. What am I supposed to do with my channel points now? Um, I, like that. I That's a good question. Save them for the next community challenge, my friend. Oh, by the way, for those of you who contributed to the last uh, channel point redemption, we do have that uh, being scheduled shortly. We are uh, We're actually going to be having a a relatively big uh, Christmas celebration stream this year. And uh, the cooks are going to be both young Yaska and Reina. Yaska? I'll take it. I like that. Okay. With that said, let's go ahead and dive back into tonight's episode. Sicarius. <clears throat> As you find yourself in front of this door, to anyone else, this would be just another door. But you've stood here before. You hear the rain pouring against the window, with every drop sounding like hooves pounding a battlefield onward to war. However, this time, as you reach your hand up towards the ring handle, you take note that it seems your hand, your arm, your clothing has now become a wispy black. It reminds you very much of the smoke that V had consumed while on the astral plane. As you push the door open once more, you once again hear the screams of a man, the cries of a woman. 
but the bravery you once felt is completely gone. Your heart grips the terror. You try and push the door open, leaping through. This time it squeaks open slowly. And as you walk forward, you see two individuals standing in front of you. One, a man in his mid to late age. His scarce hair barely covering an otherwise bald head. Embraced in his arms, a beautiful woman with golden brown hair, beautiful deep green eyes, as she looks towards you with disgust and pity. She says to the man, It's all his fault. He did this to us. No. You hear the man yell out once more, Seize him! as two gauntleted arms wrap around yours. You feel helpless, weak. Turning to the left, you once again see a symbol that you once wore. But this time you take note of the face. You remember that face, the face that trained you. As you look to your right, you see the identical face. Both, both throw their heads back with laughter. You feel a sharp pain as the butt of a sword connects to the back of your head. As you look downwards, two pairs of leather boots walk into view. The woman's voice you hear once more. He could never take your place, my love. As you feel the head of the man come closer to your ear, your fear smells delicious. Tell me, Sicarius, are you afraid? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> the room bursts out in laughter. You see, my love, it was weak and pathetic. A mistake. Sakaris is now just crying. The man leans in once more and tilts your head up towards him. He looks you directly in the eye. When you steal another man's possession, especially one above your station, you're destined to lose. You remember this line as you've played it in your own mind many, many times before. But before he delivers the final line, a glimmer across his face as it changes slightly. You see a pale gray face in front of you. Bright white eyebrows. Hair that fluffs upward with stripes of white and black within it. A smile crosses its face as you see sharp canines on both top and bottom. You see the glimmer move down the rest of the body as it does the face returning back to the mid to late aged man. You watch the glimmer travel down his body, revealing almost like an illusion. A set of armor that seems to bleed like the ink from Basil's book. Down to the waistline, you see what looks like a massive greatsword tied to his back with chains. As it continues to brush down, you take note of this strange armor that seems both firm and rigid, but also fluid at the same time, almost like staring into oil in the midday light. He pushes your face back up again. He tries to look away. He grabs your chin roughly and pulls it back towards his. You can feel the hot, sticky breath on your face. May this be a lesson in your next life. Again, you feel yourself moving once more. 
knees dragging across the stone floor. Before you hear the shattering of glass as you fall once more. The sound of a wood peg on wood stairs stops. As Grimoire hits the basement floor, the rest of you following closely in tow behind him. Grimoire, you're familiar with the space. The safety of your hidey hole far from you at this point. You find yourselves in roughly a ten-foot-wide corridor. The flicker of candlelight close to the end of the hallway. And while it's difficult to make out, you can see parts of the room. That's when you hear it, louder than you have before. Grimoire's uh, sort of frozen right now at the base of the steps. So is the intention that we have to go towards the thing that that we don't want to be going towards? I think so. Grimoire, fear is a choice, one that you don't have to make today. Remember, whatever this thing is, it is coward. It must reduce its enemy to state of weakness to face it. You will face it as you are. You are the brave one. Yeah. 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 All right, Ugg. And he'll sort of just start shuffling forward through the corridor. Okay. Slowly. Shakily. Grimoire leads you all forward. As you come into view of the room proper, You find what can only be described as true terror. A room utterly a mess. A 
directly in the center of a room, a large cage, a chain attached to it with nothing more than an ankle brace. You take notes of a tattered and torn carpet that resides in the center of the room. And while without color, it's difficult. There's no denying the massive blood stains throughout it. To the right side of the wall, you see what looks like an ornate and old wooden desk. Blades, saws, tools of devastation spread out along it. In the ground, three crates positioned, one at the very back of the room. <laughs> Louis doesn't like my storytelling. <laughs> Two more close to the front of the room on either side of the doorways. You immediately get hiff with a waft of rot and sewage. You can feel the heat of the smell getting stuck into your pores, invading your senses. So much so that it almost stings your eyes just being in this room. But worst of all, pointed directly at both the cage and the carpet, a beautiful, ornate chair, immaculately made, looks very comfortable, filled with cushions, made for a king or a queen. As your eyes continue to dart around the room, you see vials up on shelves, many of them empty. However, three with what looked like a viscous fluid within it. And directly underneath that, a large barrel filled with, with only could be described as stagnant, old, polluted water. Grimoire staring at that barrel. You remember how many times you were made to wash in it. Do me like that. 
Three more will um, turn to Basil. I, uh, I don't suppose it's too late to turn back. There are tears just running down his face. What? What is this Bad place, Grimo? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't hear what I hear him. Fine. He doesn't hug you back, but you get the sense that it's because he can barely hold up his own weight right now. He's ethereal, right? So we can't help him up. And also oh. you can't hug him. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, that's like extra sad. Um, yeah, nobody <laughs> can even make him feel better right now. Oh. I can't even make you feel better. Yeah, it's true. Even surrounded by his friends in this moment, Grimoire has never been this alone. Oh, no! As you continue to survey the room, something catches your eye. Very strange. Something's in the cage. There you see a body. And while it's difficult to make out, strangest thing about this body. While all else is grayscale, the body emanates a magenta glow. What's that? I'm afraid. Um, I, I'm not sure. I'll um. Basil will start to make his way towards the cage. Okay. Basil, as you walk out into the more centerish of the room, you begin to approach on the cage. When a new noise is heard. Where is that cat? Show yourself! As you say this, you watch as two black cats begin to appear from the other side of the cage. No more than two small house cats. They continue to meow. 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 As the two begin to change their features, they begin to grow larger, becoming closer to panthers rather than the small cats. You see a viscous black liquid now beginning to drip off each of them as two tendrils come out the back of them. I'm going to need you all to roll initiative for me, please. Um, right. no. Not just cats, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> now we're afraid of cats. <laughs> Oh no! Oh, <laughs> Nat twenty. 
All right, let's get this party started, shall we? Let's turn this up a little bit. No pussy putting around. God damn it, Dag. Uh, Grimor, you hit that 20? Yeah, for GG, GG. Oksana? 14. 14. V? Uh, 6. Boo. Why are you making a sad bit? You hit like you get mad when you're like first in order every time. I know, I know. Okay, I like being in the middle. Here. Okay. Uh, oh, I forgot to set that up. My bad. Give me one second. Uh, because chat has gone ahead and activated a minion for the evening. Yes, they have. Oh, heartless like bastards. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, where is it? Also, I would be a little bit further ahead, yes? You yeah, you guys can put yourself wherever you think that you would be right now. Well, I did say that I was heading there, and I was at the center of the room when when they came out and decided to turn to panthers. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, for those of you who are just joining us for the first time, uh, chat has redeemed the activation of minions. So directly below me, you'll see a little poll that has just jumped up. You can go ahead and vote for one, two, or three. Go ahead and just type it into chat right now, and you'll see that it changes. The three actions that the minion can take is either hurt, where they can take an attack action. Two, they can help, giving one of their uh, allies advantage. Now, these are the enemies, not the party. And lastly, heal, where they can heal some of the uh, of the potential enemies themselves. So, with that said, uh, they go at the uh, top of the round. Uh, once the first round goes through, um, put your Robs in now. Or, Rob, you can't vote against your own party. Jesus Christ. What the hell, Are Rob? You, we're here because of you. <laughs> it's not even a proper number. It's all right. <laughs> all right, with that said, Grimoire, with a natural 20. You were up first, my friend. What would you like to do? Grimoire, with a look of despair on his face uh, upon seeing the cats, it quickly turns to rage and, like, determination. And he just shouts out, I want my fucking leg back! I want my fucking arm back! And he, like, keeps pointing at each of them. Okay. And then he will suddenly... Um, Measure this. Ooh, that's a long way. Okay. <laughs> um, my movement speed. So twenty-five feet. He will run. Jesus. Oh, there's not even a twenty-five option. Sorry, I didn't intend on going first. And I didn't intend on being so far away. <laughs> well, I think that the... Yeah, hold on. Let me double check this. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35. So I don't know why it's reading that way, but you're only 35 feet away. So measure through the squares, not through the ruler. Okay, thank God. In that case, after shouting that, Oksana, you suddenly see Grimoire disappear. 
and reappear behind Zuzu um, as he slices its Achilles tendon in a quick blink motion. Um, and that's going to be a 23 to hit. 23 absolutely hits. The rest of you watch as Grimoire lets loose a what can only be described as a feral scream with tears still streaming down his face. You can see vengeance now taking over from within his eyes. Suddenly, he snaps out of view. But you see a slight shadow from behind one of the cats. It lets out a vicious growl uh, as pain is inflicted directly on the its Achilles heel. Grimoire, go ahead and roll some damage for the first for me. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, I'm loving this opening so far. So that's nine points of piercing damage plus the sneak attack for... Oh, fuck yeah. Another ten. So 19 total? Yeah, 19 points of damage okay. <laughs> total. As you cut into the beast's leg, again, it lets out that loud, ferocious growl towards the skies. You watch, though, as the ink now begins to drip back down its leg, slightly closing up the wound itself. While it still looks like it's in pain, it looks like the body just seems to be able to reform itself slightly. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Nope, that was my movement action and bonus. Okay. Okay, fair enough. The first cat is going to begin to approach closer to Basil as it lunges forward towards you. You watch two of the now tentacle-like ink um, ink tendrils now begin to slap and slash towards you. The first one you're able to duck out of the way, easily see it coming. And as it loops around... Your new form in this powered-up version of yourself seems to be just too quick, too nimble against this cat as you're able to jump over the other one. It growls towards you viciously, unable to, uh, to attack you, it seems. Now turning its attention away from Basil, a second, Zuzu now turns and begins to look towards you, Grimoire. It opens its jaws wide. You see as the black ichor now dripping from its teeth otherwise... Uh, and does a... Does a 13 hit? No. Okay. Just barely not. (laughs) As it tries to chomp down on top of you, your ethereal form seems to phase in and out for a moment as it actually bites through you. Uh, As it pulls its head away, it sees it's caused no damage to you whatsoever and bares its teeth once more at you. It's going to end their turn. Oksana, you are up. Basil, you're on deck. Uh, Oksana is going to immediately spring into action. And I'm going to move in front of the cat. Uh, As a bonus action, I'm going to rage. Okay. And for the first time, you see uh, some of her bear tattoos start to glow uh, as she lets out, like, a roar, uh, seeing that Grimoire is in range of the cat, and then I'm going to attack with an axe. Okay. 
as you scream out widely and uh, again in this feral, feral form. Um, the rest of you watch as the tattoos around her arm now becoming one of the only light sources within the room. Her muscles bulging, bulging off of her shoulders as she grazes her great axe to the sky, swiping down directly on top of the cat Zuzu, who stands in front of her friend Grimoire. That's going to be a 20 to hit. 20 absolutely hits. You crunch down on the back of it. You watch as part of its inky body now splits directly down the center from the, the force, sheer force of your attack. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. That's going to be max damage, so that's 11 points of uh, melee damage. 11 points. Very good. Okay. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? Spit on it. Okay. Um... You spit on a cat. Jesus Christ, Jess. Uh, Basil, you're <laughs> up. V, you're on deck. You're muted, Dag. You're muted, Dag. <laughs> I need that. Because I cast silence on myself. Um, <laughs> so, um, as the cat lunges forward and its inky black tendrils sort of swipe left and right, Basil, who's still kind of got this like wolf pelt on his body, uh, basically turns up and uh, and uh, says to the cat, um, "Frightening alone would have been enough to warrant this kind of response, but you made Grimoire cry, and for that, I will not abide." And mm -hmm. I will uh, okay. start to basically watch as Basil's legs and knees break and suddenly turn oh. inwards. Uh, his <laughs> back starts to haunch and get larger as his eyes sort of start to bulge as he transforms into a image of literally the big bad wolf out of fairy tales. Uh, and I'm yes. going to then use my claws and bite attack to basically... Uh, try to grab onto this creature's neck and just bite down directly into its body. Okay. He is okay. a werewolf. I fucking know it. <laughs> As Basil throws his head back, changing into this strange transformation in front of you, watching his knees buckle backwards. You watch as his claws now stretching outward towards this creature as he lunges down towards it for his attack. What'd you get? Unfortunately, that was only a 13. A th 13 is just enough against that armor class. As you watch, as he digs his claws directly into the creature, it lets out a bit of a yelp uh, as his, uh, his, his jaw reciprocally grows wider, chomping down into it. You watch black inkiness kind of jettison out the sides. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. All right. Uh, that is six points of acid damage. Very good. Okay. All right, with that said, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, no, I'm just going to sit there and just sort of... Okay. Shake it. Okay, going into a death roll. I like it. V, you're up. What would you like to do? Yeah. Uh, Grimoire, you're on deck. Uh, v will... Um, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Um, v will come up... Uh, let's, yeah, let's stay right there. Um, she'll do some fancy footwork and then plant one foot in the ground uh, and she sort of closes her eyes to focus and then this ethereal like pulse comes from uh, out from her and you hear this like really 
off-putting melody coming from her music box, um, she's going to cast uh, Dissonant Whispers at second level. Okay. At the one near Basil. And her now. Okay. Uh, it's a wisdom saving throw. I can do that. That is going to be a natural 10. Oh, yay! That's a fail! <laughs> okay, so good news. Um, it's going to take some psychic damage. Um, uh, so 16 points of psychic damage. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, it has to use its reaction immediately, if available, to move as far as its speed allows away from me. Okay. As, um, well, technically, is the, is the beast, excuse me, grappled by you right now, Basil? Um, let me check. I don't think so. I think it's just a bite attack, but no grab attack or anything like that. Okay, okay. As uh, the creature rears up on its back legs, um, it, it begins shaking its head. Um, and as it does, it kind of loosens your grip upon it. Uh, it is apparently going to use its uh, its reaction to move the hell away from V. Uh, and that is uh, going attack to of opportunity. Be, you do get an act attack of opportunity. Uh, uh, that's another 13. Okay. As it tries ah, to mo maneuver damage. away from you, you get one extra bite into it. Uh, and that was, I think it was this one. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to do on your turn, V? Um, yes. Okay. <laughs> v will say. Okay. Mute her. <laughs> Can't. Why we still have time? Can't. <laughs> Stop her. <laughs> oh, okay. We will say, let's lighten the mood a little in here. Are <laughs> you listening? Uh, she will um, use her bardic inspiration and she will target Grimoire since this seems to be um, his time to shine. Um, so, <gasps> bardic inspiration. Uh, she'll look at oh, Grimoire and. <laughs> Why me? <laughs> She'll look at Grimoire and say, Are you a banana? Because you're quite appealing. <laughs> Ooh. Let's make her the BBEG. <laughs> I didn't hear Let's it and I hated it already. It was awful. It was awful. <laughs> oh, God. It's awful. Uh, I'm not taking it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can you refuse bardic inspiration? There you go. It's a willing creature, right? Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, what happens oh, if it's unwilling? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doesn't say anything about willing. So, I mean, you can refuse it if you want. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, as, uh, as V gives a wink towards Grimoire, you watch as the um, the Zuzu. That was Zuzu, right? Who you're fighting against? Yes. And then Delilah's the other one? Delilah's the one that just ran away. Okay, fair enough. 
It reaches its inky tendril off towards the uh, the table directly beside it. As it's going to begin to whip around one of the blades, I need Oksana and Grimoire to both make a dexterity saving throw for me. I can use Bardic Inspiration on that, right? You sure can. Uh, I'm inspired as well, so I think we're in B-Town earlier. You know, that inspiration only works oh, but I on have a dark um, skill checks and saving. Well, no, it's because it's saving throw. Yeah, 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 so you can have it. Just but not I have a dark heart, so I have to roll a disadvantage, right? Uh, sure, why not? I don't remember. Okay. Twelve. Okay. Thank God, the first one was a nat one. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. You both are able to dodge out of the way of the now knife-wielding cat that stands directly in front of you. Uh, you watch as it whips it around for a while before it loses grip on it. The uh, the dagger goes flying offward. Uh, and that is going to end the minion's turn. So, Grimoire, you are up. What would you like to do, my friend? Let's do this. Okay, so, um, do... just because I didn't explain how it looks in the last one, um, Grimoire's body, like, emanating from, like, where his heart would be, um, starts to just, like, glow, just like a shine, like a white. Mm-hmm. To where you can't make out any other features other than a white glowing silhouette okay. um, as he dissipates and sort of phases through um, Zuzu and past Oksana um, immediately upon uh, coming out of this form he sort of slides back using the momentum of the of the teleport and fires his crossbow uh, and it goes whizzing past Oksana's head and sort of just like makes her hair blow like because <laughs> it goes right over her shoulder <laughs> well how about you make the attack roll first for me and we'll see what happens with that arrow it could still miss yeah i mean you could always roll uh, two nat ones it's 20. not like that's never happened before rob god it's a dirty 20. dirty 20 absolutely right hits as uh, as it flies by oksana you feel your hair kind of wisp in front of you you get a little bit of a view of a few hairs uh, along with a dart that or a bolt that flies directly past you and embeds itself into the shoulder of the creature. Um, Grimoire, go ahead and roll some damage for me. Um, Four piercing. Oh, this is payment for the last one. (laughs) I rolled three that once. (laughs) Four piercing and two sneak attack damage. Awesome. Well done, buddy. Well done. For a total of six. Fantastic. Um, all right. Is there anything else you want to do on your turn? That'll end my turn. Okay. Yeah, Perfect. Uh, the Zuzu is going to go ahead and make two of her tendril attacks as they begin to flail wildly once more, trying to crush down on Oksana. Uh, the first, you're able to parry away from you using your your uh, great axe. Um, it tries to slash in towards you. However, you're just too quick and nimble with your uh, with the uh, the hilt of your axe to push it backwards. The second one comes whipping around. It catches you just on the side of your arm. You feel a burning sensation as almost an an acidic type of ink kind of grasps onto your shoulder for a moment. You take... Sorry, I didn't mean to move that one in. Uh, You take six points of... Yeah, six points of acid damage. Um, Nope. Yeah, six points of acid damage, three points of bludgeoning damage. Uh... So if I, they're both, they're, I'm resistant to everything except psychic. 
So it would God be damn totem three. of the bear, right? So you essentially <laughs> take what, like four damage? It's four, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's going to end that one's turn. Um, does the cat have to make another wisdom saving throw for the dissonant whispers? Um, I don't, it's not concentration or anything. I think it's just, it's just instantaneous. Raina, you're very quiet right now, by the way. What about now? Much better. Uh, it's just, in, it's instantaneous. There's no concentration. It's done. No, no, no. Does it, do, so it's afraid of you right now, right? No. Oh, okay. Not in a condition? No. No. Okay. It just that just use its reaction to, to move away. Okay. Because the, the noise is so dissonant. It needed to clear the space. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> um, it is going to shake its head uh, and let off another growl before it pivots and begins to storm around once again back as it actually it's going to leap over the cage towards Basil. Uh, it, too, is going to reach out its two inky tendrils and take two slashing attacks against Basil. I'm sorry, my friend, that's a natural 20. The, the first you're able to dodge out of the way, way from, once again, being too quick and nimble, but the other is just comes in a little too quickly for you this time as it catches you directly in the midsection. You feel it kind of wrap around your waist for a moment as a searing burn of acidic pain begins to overtake your entire body. Uh, you take 12 points of acid damage and 6 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, Basil, uh, as he is wounded and now on 3 hit points, um is going to uh, very quickly turn around and he watches his eyes kind of, uh, in, in a very creepy way, his eyes kind of don't look at the same thing at the same time, except for this one moment as you hear this kind of growling, breathy word as he just whispers, Blood twist. And I'm going to cause him to explode um, as inky <laughs> tendrils sort of rush out of my fur and basically lash back out um i need him to make me a dexterity save dexterity save it's probably okay. gonna be good at but we'll see uh that is going to be a 17 uh yep so it'll be half damage okay uh but that is a glorious 22 halved to 11 points of damage okay well the uh the the cat having some type of innate power within it is going to use avoidance and void all of that damage damn oh oh no that's brutal oksana you're up Seven. what would you like to do uh basil you're on deck uh, Oksana will make two attacks with her axe, so she'll pull one out of its head, and then she's going to cleave down with both into its skull. Uh, that is going to be, for the first one, that is going to be a 21 to hit. Okay, second one? Uh, second one is going to be a 15 to hit. 
Absolutely. As you bare your teeth once more, you can see that her canines, too, have slightly changed a little bit to be more of animalistic in nature after a transformation. With a blood frenzy on her face, she begins to just wail down on top with both arms with her hand axes. Um, go ahead and roll some damage for me. First one's going to be max damage, another 11, uh, plus 8, so 19 points of melee. Okay. And if you'll give me a free action, I would... Is it, an, is it a cat? Or is it a beast? It's a beast. It, technically, it's an oh, aberration. So, oh, so speak with animals wouldn't do anything? No. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to call it a cat hole. A cat hole? Cat hole, yes. Okay. That was weird. It's, well done. <laughs> you spent way too much time with V. Um, anything else? So you're not doing anything else on your turn? Basil, you're up. V, you're on deck. Um, all right. So Basil will, um, like, still nursing the wound, uh, kind of just, like, you see, like, his back leg starts to limp, but he still kind of holds firm as he comes up from underneath it and tries to bite at the uh, underside of this uh, large kitty cat's throat. Okay. Natural 20! boy. Let's go! Um, you watch as, as Basil falls down on all fours. He becomes more beast-like than man himself as he springs forward up underneath the jawline of the beast, grabbing it in the throat. He tears a chunk away from it, more of the black, inky, um, viscous material now spurting off from either side. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. Uh, look, don't get too excited. That's nine points of damage. <laughs> okay. I'm excited. It looks a lot worse than it was. Yeah. Look, but it looked super I'm, I'm cool. Not, it looked really cool. Yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and, uh, yes, once again, Basil's kind of like, um, you're just kind of hanging on there. Um, but that's it. That's all I got. All right. Fair enough. Um, okay, V, you are up. Grimoire, you're on deck. Um, all right. So V will stay right where she is, and uh, she will uh, do the same thing, except she'll sort of do a nice little twirl, land in her pose, uh, and you'll see the same ethereal uh, sound wave burst out from her. Um, she's going to cast Dissonant Whispers again at first level. Okay. Uh, with some saving throw. Uh, that one is going to be a 16. Uh, so you succeed. Uh, is it half damage? Is it half damage? Uh, 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 yeah, half damage. Okay, sorry. Ooh. Nice. Ooh, five points of damage. That's horrible. Okay. <laughs> As, uh, as as the echoes begin to resonate through its mind, it simply shakes its head, using avoidance to nullify any damage that it takes. Oh. Well, good you wasted it on five points. Uh, v will... Um... I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> PG rating alert! <laughs> okay. Oh boy. V will cast Bardic Inspiration. Uh, and she will target Basil. Uh, <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you the big bad wolf? 
because I'm gonna need you huffing and puffing. <laughs> oh my god. You know, that's the best one you've had so far. So it, it is. It is. I'll let her have that one. Thank you. Yeah, you can have can, that one. Can you divorce a fictional character? Is that a thing that... Can someone look this up for me? It'd be great if you wouldn't mind. State, I think it's a state law here. It's a state law? Damn it. I was honestly... I was, I was really just expecting for Basil, you dog. <laughs> All right. Rocks fall. Everybody dies. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks for joining. Care for Cantrip. We're officially over. We can't... We're canceled. We're done. It's over. Just go home. It's done. I <laughs> mean, all right. Um, sorry, Basil. You have bardic inspiration. Um, uh, with that said, the uh, Zuzu is going to grab another one of the uh, the weapons off the table and begins to fling it around wildly. Oksana, I need you to make another dexterity saving roll for me. Yeah, Crimson. If you want to quit, it's fine. I get it. 12. Uh, 12 succeeds as it begins to make its way over to you. You hold up your, your axe without even looking at it at this point in time as it swings directly into it as you're easily able to parry it back. No problem. No worries whatsoever. Uh, okay, that means Grimoire, you are up. What would you like to do, my friend? Um, so Grimoire <laughs> uh, is going to <laughs> astral jump um towards delilah and he's gonna like sort of phase in right in front of delilah but using like the momentum again slide under and on the way to the back of it bite at delilah's tail okay <laughs> <laughs> i love it <laughs> that's an eight an eight okay um as you attempt to bite down on it the it seems that it's just too entwined with basil at this point as the two are are flailing wildly back and forth they continue to to move slightly you you try and chomp down on the back of his tail unfortunately missing is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn nope okay fair enough uh now looking both relatively sore at this point um the first is going to immediately turn its attention back towards Grimoire. and it is going to use a bite attack and attempt to bite your still whole leg that hurts that's low man that that's is going to be low. that's going to be an 18 to hit will hit okay i need you to go ahead and make a either a strength or sorry athletic or acrobatics for a grapple check for me i'm gonna kill that cat do i use a do i use a temptation you do have a temptation dice i'm gonna yep. use it just because okay. this is kind of borderline okay and I rolled another one. All right, so that's nice. a total of 15 for an acrobatics. I have a plus five to acrobatics, too. <laughs> uh, hang on. What are the statistics of rolling four nat ones? Well, it's on a I D6. Know. Oh, oh. Yeah. so significantly higher. These are D6 <laughs> yeah. ones, by okay. the way. These are nat 21. I didn't roll four nat 21s in a row. Okay. 
you feel a horrific pain in your leg, once one that you felt before. As jaws clamp down on your leg, you take seven points of piercing damage, and you are now grappled by Delilah as she begins to shake a little bit. Zuzu immediately turning its head towards the situation at hand. Basil, what would you like to do? As um, as Delilah bites down on um, Grimoire's leg, uh, Basil's, uh, Basil's wolf suddenly grows a ton of eyes along its mane. And as that happens, they then open and stare at Delilah, and you hear from deep inside Basil's throat, Let him go. And I'm going to use my uh, retribution. And okay. you can take seven points of damage. Seven points of variety. damage. Okay. The beast growls loudly as the voice rings through its mind. Uh, uh, actually. Okay. The... Basil, you feel the Delilah begin to ease up its jaws on your leg as it wildly whips its head about. But unfortunately, it's not enough. It regains its its senses uh, as it continues to chomp down on your leg. Zuzu, taking note of this, is now going to uh, make its way over to you. Uh, Oksana, that gives you an opportunity attack. Go ahead and roll, make an attack roll for me. Uh, that's going to be... Also, did we skip my turn? Because right. the battle went. No. Oh, I see. Uh, that's going to be a 22 to hit. So that'll hit. 22 absolutely hits, just as it's trying to make its way uh, out of your range. You catch it with the hand axe once more. Eight melee. Eight points of damage. You cut through the, the flank of the creature as you watch a large chunk of the, the inkish flesh kind of fall to the ground. It leaves a sickening, slutting, thudding noise before it turns back into a liquid. It begins to um, coat the ground slightly. However, it still makes its way over to Grimoire. Raising its jaw upward, it's going to aim at your arm. Oh my god. It's so fucked up. Uh, does a 14 hit you? Just hits. I need you to make an athletics and an acrobatics check for me. Thirteen for the acrobatics. Thirteen. As the creature chomps down on Grimoire, you watch as... One of the beasts now holding his leg in its in its mouth, the other grabbing onto its arm. Grimoire begins to scream out loud. You see the sheer fear on his face as they begin to pull him apart. However, thick, quickly thinking about what to do, Grimoire relaxes his arm and is able to slide it away. Whoa. Still grasp on by Delilah. But Zuzu has let go of its grip. That's going to end their turn. Oksana, you're up. What would you like to do? 
Oksana is immediately going to 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. I'm going to stand. Which one has him? Uh, the one directly in front of you right now. That one. Yeah. Okay. So maybe instead of doing that, I'm going to move right here. Uh, at the sound of his scream, she's going to reckless attack. Okay. Uh, so that's going to give me an advantage. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Good thing. First attack is going to be a 19 to hit. Okay. Second attack. Oh, sorry. Second attack. Second attack, I think we'll miss. That's going to be an 11. An 11. You come in swinging wildly for the first, now completely um, obsessed with this blood rage that you have against the creature. The first, it's not a strongly aimed attack. However, the second, you come slashing down as hard as you can, catching it directly in the center of its back. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. Nine points melee. Okay. You cut another massive chunk off of Zuzu at this point. You watch as it falls to the ground, turning back into a liquid, inky liquid. You can see the creature has now been torn apart by your axes. It is not looking good at this point. Uh, anything else you'd like to do on your turn? She'll scream, kill it! Okay, Basil, you're up. Via on deck. Um, okay. Uh, Basil, uh, second verse, same as the first. Um, I'm going to chomp. Um, I don't have any useful bonus oh, actions. Sorry to, to hold off. Uh, Bobby, I forgot to mention that you took eight points of piercing damage on that, uh, on the bite attack from, uh, right. from Zuzu. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to chomp it. Okay. Once again, taking a large chomp towards the creature. Jesus Christ, you're That's rolling on fire to hit. Yeah, absolutely it hits. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. Four damage. Four damage. Close, but not Look. enough to take the creature out. It uh, it's, it's basically staggering back and forth at this point. Barely has a life to, limb, to, to stagger on left. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Basil? Uh, come on, bonus action. There's got to be something. Got to be something. I do nothing. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> as, as Basil throws his head back, letting out a, a large howl, um, uh, trying to spur his, his uh, allies on to engage in this creature V, what would you like to do? Uh, v will say, time to dance, and she'll take out her blade, and you'll hear a swing. <laughs> she takes out her rapier, <laughs> uh, and she'll do like a, a fancy little turn, and uh, and she'll cut towards the beast in front of her. Okay, oh, go ahead and, and make an attack roll for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I move forward while I'm doing that. Okay. Um, so, sorry. That is a... 17 to hit. Absolutely hits as 
V begins to do a, a cartwheel of sorts to begin with. With one arm, she continues to flail her, her sword around, sorry, her rapier, rapier around. It catches a little bit of light bouncing off of it as she lands and pierces it directly down into the creature. What'd you get? Uh, well, I will also use my bardic inspiration to use my blade flourish. And I will add just a little twist on at the end to get okay. some extra damage. Okay. Nice. Sixteen points of damage. Sixteen points Oof. of damage. As she continues to do this cartwheel, gaining more and more momentum, she springs off with her legs. As she flies up into the air, she turns it upside down um, and, and begins to pivot and point down towards the creature. You watch as the blade goes sinking directly through the top of the skull of the creature as her weight pushes it down on the ground. As it does, you feel just slightly the edge of the blade come close to your leg, uh, Grimoire, not actually cutting you in any way, shape, or form, but you can feel the heat of the blade as it pierces down through the creature. You feel it stick into the ground as the creature now flops down directly in front of you, immediately bursting into a blackish ichor once more. Um... Grimoire, you are no longer grappled, and V, you got a really black and sticky gross sword right now. Is there anything else you think you'd like to do on your turn? Uh, yeah, V will take her blade and wipe it across uh, her arm, shake it off, and okay. then look at Grimoire and say, See? We have your back. That's it. Grimoire looks inspired. All right, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Watching its companion just fall before you, um, Zuzu is going to, or sorry, Delilah is going to reach out one of her tentacles. She thrusts it down into the black ichor that once was her companion. And you watch as some of the inky tendrils now begin to crawl up her tentacle, merging into its body. Uh, it is going to heal, thanks to chat, for two points. <laughs> Fantastic. Good job, chat. Good job. Uh, all right. That is going to finish that round. Grimoire, you are up. What would you like to do? Uh, one of the creatures is now disappeared in front of you, one directly breathing over your shoulder at this point. So after um, flopping to the ground, um, you just say, you want my leg? Then I take yours. <laughs> um just for whatever, because I'm not doing anything else with my bonus action. Uh, zip, like, under the creature and reappear behind it and um, try to plunge its, its blade down and then hack it this way. Okay. Uh, Go ahead like and make right an attack behind. roll for me. Come on. Please. <laughs> Ooh. 19. 19 absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll some damage. And that's sweet, Ooh. sweet sneak attack damage. That's sweet, yeah! sweet, sneaky damage. Let's see if you can get 18. Okay, so that's nine points of piercing damage. Pretty close, okay. One, two, three, four, five, for six for the sneak attack. So that takes I don't know how much I was supposed to get. 15, <laughs> 15 points of damage? 
Nine plus six, yeah, 15 points of piercing. Ooh, three short, my friend. However, the <sighs> creature is is brutally slashed up from its back. Its, its, its back legs now completely um, obliterated to almost that of Swiss cheese. Its tail practically falling off at this point in time. Um, nothing else to, for you to do on your turn. Um, Zuzu is going to attempt to attack Oksana after her barrage of attacks on her. What's your AC, Jess? It is 14. Okay. You watch as the two tendrils now whip forward towards you, catching both you directly around the center. You feel a scorching, hot, acidic burn. Um, you are going to take... 12 points of acid damage and 6 points of piercing damage. But I'm going to use Stone's Endurance. Uh, so that's going to be 1d12. Where's my d12? Is that my d12? Guys, help! There we go. So that's 6 plus 2. So whatever that was, uh, less 8. And then what was the total? Uh, six, twelve, plus three, six, so eighteen was total. So eighteen, ten, and half is five. Jesus Christ, I hate this. Should be. All right. Um. So whatever. Minus four points of damage. Oksana somehow heals from this. I don't know how. Friggin' totem of the bear bullshit. Um. All right. Mm -hmm. With that said, that's going to end its turn. You are up. What would you like to do? I am going to attempt to grapple the creature with my action. Okay. I'm going to try to hold it down. Okay. And I'm going to yell at Grimoire, kill it! Kill it! All right. Um, uh, go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Athletics check. Fuck me. That's a nat one, Bobby. No. <laughs> You do have a temptation it was dice. Such a sweet gesture. I'm gonna use it. I'm gonna use the temptation dice. It only has do a D6 it. though. <laughs> oh, is it just D6? Okay, so well, hold on. Let me check whatever. something. Let me check something for a minute. I have advantage. Is it a is it a strength out. check? Because I do have advantage on strength checks. Technically, it is a strength based check. Yep. What is that? It's a two. Fuck me, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. So I'm what's your total? So hard. Uh my that is gonna be a strength should be uh that's gonna be a seven. A seven. I'm gonna get you to roll again one more time because I rolled a five and its dexterity is two plus two. Okay. Do you know what that is? Can you guys tell me what it is? Is it a nat one? one? It's a fucking one. It's no! a one. It's a motherfucking one. Pardon okay. me, Christian Minecraft server. Yeah, seriously. It was, very, it was such a sweet gesture. You tried You tried your best. Action. You tried your best, Oksana. Fair enough. Um, as you try and grapple this creature, it's easily able to shake you off. Its sheer size alone is just too much for you to handle. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I mean, I do have a bonus. Can I try to grapple it again, or do I have to d attack? Uh, well... I don't think you can use your... If you don't use your action to attack, I don't think you can bonus attack. 
You oh, don't? no? Okay. No. Sorry, bud. So I just don't get a bonus? No. That's all right. That's okay. Fair I've enough. Tried. Okay. Basil, you're up. What would try. you like to do? Love you, Jess. <laughs> uh, what would I like to do? I would like to figure out how to get more damage on my character. Um, <laughs> uh, Basil will leap, inspired by, by V. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? <laughs> serious um, business. <laughs> it's very serious. Very serious, you know. Uh, and I'm going to bite him. All right. Go ahead and make a bite attack for me. That's a 15. 15 absolutely hits. As the creature now staggering back and forth, trying to regain its its energy from the grapple that uh, Oksana just tried to place on it. Go ahead and roll some damage for me. That is three points of acid damage. Three is absolutely going to make up for the three that Grimoire lost. So in any case, Basil, tell us the tale of how you vanquished your mightiest foe. All right. So as uh, as Basil uh, leaps forward, his back leg still very, very mauled from uh, the fight with Delilah, uh, jumps up and grabs onto the, uh, the ear of this large... Uh, feline creature. He uses the momentum to swing up onto the top and pull its its, its neck to the side. Uh, it starts to rotate back and forth, left and right, uh, almost like it's trying to buck off Basil as he, he sinks his teeth in and he sinks his claws in to try and hold it. Then with one big pull, he exposes its underbelly uh, to Grimoire. And I would like to invite a little, little Grimoire friend to... Uh, Y'all are so sweet, man. Just settle, plays. Settle Guys, take notes. Do this for your friends. <laughs> do this for your friends. It's the right thing to do. Grimoire will uh, nod. He'll walk over. Say, like, put his hand on the uh, on the lot or uh, Zuzu's chest. He'll be like, look up. You want to eat me? <laughs> It continues to try and break free. All right. Have you feel? And he'll start to shine again. And then disappear from y'all's sight. And then all you'll see is a blade come out of its stomach and rip upward. You as watch as the the inky blackness out of- <laughs> bursts out from uh, the center of the creature's chest. Um, b- bits of the blackish ink are flying out all around you, completely covering Oksana at this point. And you watch stepping out as a true hero, finally overcoming his fear. Grimoire, the victor. And that is going to take us out of combat. <laughs> Very, very well done, guys. Very, very well done. Yay. However. Sorry, Rob. I know. <laughs> I'm so bad for him the whole time. I'm like, he just has to watch the fight. I know. He loves fighting, guys. I don't feel that <laughs> bad for him. It's it's Rob, look at, fault we're here. Look at Basil go. <laughs> it's, it's fault we're here. I could be on I New Orleans. I feel Warrior. bad for him. Suck it, Rob. It's not my fault. <laughs> we opened the door, the book. To begin with, <laughs> what the hell, guys? We can't keep arguing about this, <laughs> and we will, though. As you begin to survey the area, you take note of the wounds on some of your companions. 
the now desolate room filled with the inky black remnants of what's left of Zuzu and Delilah. That's when you hear the jangling of a chain. Immediately looking over into the cage itself, you see the body inside now beginning to stir. What is this? He's like covered in this black ink. And because he has white fur, he looks like Hey. Still just kind of looking down at the puddle. I, I, I don't. I don't know. He'll look over, see if he recognizes the body. But I have a feeling. What it might be. Make a investigation check with disadvantage. Disadvantage, you dirty dog. All right. The body is facing downward, and you haven't gotten into the cage. The first one is a two. Let's see if we get worse. It'll be a two. Plus four, so six. Not enough. (laughs) Well, it's it's difficult to see who the individual is, given the surroundings. You feel a bit of a familiarity to it. Grimor, should I attack? Is the body big? A large. Not, not massive, but a medium-sized creature. Mm-hmm. It is humanoid. I'm gonna walk up to it. Okay. I'll follow closely behind, holding my axe. Okay. What would you like to do, Greymore? Is the cage shut? It is. Is there a lock? There is. I'm gonna pick the lock. Okay. Attempt to, anyway. Okay. It is just a standard lock. Nothing magical or special about it in any way. Fuck, I didn't check for traps. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let you off this time. You hear a small click as it pops open. Three more? As you bend down, looking at the creature, you watch as it pushes its hands up, now pushing its body away from the ground, hair still falling in front of its face, and as they bring themselves in an upright position, pushing the hair back, You see the identical image of your friend Sicarius. But that, my friends, is going to be a story for another day. This entire time I could have helped you, but you never looked. (laughs) Whoa! It 
Wow. Let's go. Fuck you. Why are you just sitting there like a lump? You were watching us. Mate. Okay, everybody roll initiative. We roll initiative against each other again. Fantastic. Can I just say, amazing work today, Dave. Yeah. My God. I did my best. I did my best. You crushed it. Crushed it. Yeah. Thoroughly creeped out. Thank you. I aim to please. That's what I do. Um, all right. With that said, uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap up for the evening. I just checked, and it doesn't seem that uh, that anybody is is really streaming at the moment. So I think tonight uh, we're just going to to shut down for the evening. But uh, thank you all for coming and joining us. Ah, yes, uh, of course, there's going to be a few of us that probably are going to go hang out in the, uh, in the after party. Um, it's, uh, if you're not part of our Discord already, come join us. And uh, you can come out and hang out with some of the cast members. It'll be super fun. Um, but with that said, folks, as always, before I leave you for another week, two things. One, make sure you're back here Thursday night for the epic second annual Fungin Feud with some of our friends from around the globe. And secondly, for all the adventurers out there, whether you've found yourself in a black and white realm facing your fears or fighting monsters to overcome them, I beg of you all, one word of caution. Be careful out there. You can trip. Guys, we will see all of your lovely faces either tomorrow or hopefully on Thursday or next week. Love you all a whole bunch. And we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye, Bye guys. Bye-bye.